Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it. Make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw notifications. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers. And remember, even $1 goes a long way towards helping Going In Raw without Patreon. Uh, I don't know what we'd be doing, Larson. Probably something soul-sucking. Yeah. Like uh, data entry. Politics podcast. Oh, I'd enjoy that. Yeah, that could be fun, actually. I'd enjoy that. Data entry. There you go. I'm sure there's plenty of data entry people out there who enjoy their job. Yeah, portion. that's just not for me. Oh, my goodness. Anyways. Uh, and then we're also available. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, on the Patreon, we got $5 uh, bonus content tier. That's correct. You get five bonus episodes every single week. And over on YouTube, you can access that bonus content uh, by clicking the join button. And uh, becoming a YouTube channel member for Going In Raw. You also got access to uh, custom emojis, emotes, uh, during our live streams uh, every uh, Monday through Thursday. So it's a lot of fun and uh, really does help Going In Raw. Uh, So there you go. That's what the deal is. We have a lot to get through today, Larson. Yes, we do. Some weeks... There's like no news. Even Monday, largely bereft of news. Today in overabundance. We have a ton of news. A lot of stuff has been breaking over the past couple hours from a number of sources. Dave Meltzer's got some stuff. Sean Ross Sapp has some stuff over there at the Fightful. PW Insider has stuff. But the, 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 the first thing we're talk about. Oh, my goodness. Where to begin? WWE is a massive mess right now. It's just a mess. A lot of stuff going a on. A mess. Let's kick things off talking about exciting stuff like ratings because they don't paint a pretty picture right now no so uh basically right now the ratings are completely in the toilet um with both raw and smackdown hitting record lows especially for non-holiday episodes how bad are we talking larson i'm happy you asked steve raw averaged 2.5 sorry 2.158 million viewers and the show uh, dipped low 2 million viewers for the third hour that sounds bad Compared to last year, when uh, the episode the same date, roughly three million viewers, has a thirty percent drop year to year. That's horrible. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. Um, on Wrestling Observer Radio, I think they were comparing uh, uh, year to year NBA ratings down to eighteen. Eighteen percent raw. Thirty. Yeah. 30 is more than 18. Raw's falling worse. One thing, one that we we talked about this before. One that I think we talked about on Monday. One thing that Dave does sort of gloss over 
he takes it with more of a grain of salt than I think I do is the abundance of YouTube streams out there carrying WWE product free gratis Mm -hmm. for anybody who wants it. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of them out there. And he sometimes focuses on... Well, I think his overall point is is all that, whether it be people who cut the cord, people watching it, uh, actually people cutting cord and therefore watching on, say, Hulu, mm-hmm. or people who watch uh, the whole show on YouTube, or people who just watch clips on YouTube, whatever. I think in his mind, whether it's right or wrong, I don't know, that all that isn't accommodating for the massive year of a year drop in ratings. So there's been a TV drop in general because of what you just said. Yeah. But WWE's seems to surpass that they drop even said in their even in their more. earnings report last week that was the case that, mm-hmm. that their viewership has dropped more so than pretty much anything else in the sporting bracket and believe me i am not trying to polish a turd no. i'm not trying to no. polish a turd at all this is bad news it is however wwe is that kind of unique thing i mean at the same time at the same time right after endgame came out literally on youtube with one quick search you can find the entire movie. Granted, it was filmed probably with somebody's iPhone looking at the screen. Mm-mm. You wasn't an artist like Jerry Seinfeld was. That's correct. Uh, and, I mean, Endgame is breaking every single record there is that isn't Avatar. So, I mean, I, I think I think the general idea, and then when you go back to the earnings call that we talked about, I think on Monday or last Friday, you know, merch down 20%. And then, of course, like two days later, they, they released that Bray Wyatt shirt that's just really, really bad and uninspired. And it's like, well, yeah. Your merch is crap. I'm surprised it's not down 90%. Yeah, no, live events down. It's all down. The general, I mean, the general. Everything is down. It's all down. Uh, The general just idea is the the product kind of sucks right now. It's not that great. Like, SmackDown is good. Like, we get a kick out of SmackDown. Here's the thing about, like, the wrestling in rings probably better than it's ever been in WWE. Yeah. Probably. Uh. There is enjoyment to be found in the shows if you watch them, if you get invested in the characters, what characters there are. Mm-hmm. However, uh, there's not a whole lot of truly captivating stuff going on week after week on WWE program. It was it was Kofi's rise to become WWE champion. That was pretty damn captivating. That mm-hmm. was good stuff. Because the people had, based on his tenure of the company, a strong emotional connection with Kofi. And they wanted to see him reach the top of the mountain. Uh, Becky's rise um, to top of the card. That was captivating because they handled it really well. Then, and then she seemed to have that moment right before when Nia Jax knocked her out. And that image of her standing in the crowd bleeding, concussed as all get out. Uh, something changed after that. Not with her. You know what it is? It's a minor thing. I don't think she should be thanking the crowd for cheering for her. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll get away from that. I, yeah. Anyways, I, that's not the point of what we're talking about. This, I'm just saying. I think it's partially that the the booking for for Becky once she won the Rumble when she showed up on Raw and it was just overly convoluted for no reason. You can debate whether that you know put a halt or or tempered her momentum somewhat. Um, here's my. Here's it's my. Just the pa- sorry. The fact is that her story isn't as captivating as it once was. Storyline wise, this is what's happening. If you look back when stars were being made, you can look back at the Attitude Era for stars being made left and right. Yeah. All right. You look back then, and it wasn't. It was not. Nobody. Nobody knew. Nobody cared 
that Steve Austin, that Steve Williams, the person, yeah. had been in pro wrestling and had been frustrated whenever he had seen any signs of success and was put back down in WCW and then yeah, fired yeah, via yeah, FedEx. Yeah, yeah. Nobody in the audience that cheered him cheered him because he had been so um, held back for so many years. Oh, obviously not, no. These days, what's compelling is simply the audience getting behind a person that WWE should have gotten behind a long time ago. Yeah. Back then, and when you really have captivating TV, and here's the thing, when Raw is good, we'll say, oh yeah, Raw was good this week. It just means it wasn't bad. When SmackDown's good, it's, oh, wow, that's really good. It was was an enjoyable show. None of it, none of it, none of it is urgent watching TV. None of it is, I need to be watching this right now. I need to know exactly what happened to pick up from last week because last week was so good. None of it is that. It can be good, but it's been many, many years. Since it's been must-see. Since it's been great. Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania 30 run leading to Mania uh, 30 was probably the last time there was a sense of urgency behind wanting to watch TV. But that was it falls that falls in the same same boat as what you mentioned earlier, where it's it's people getting behind somebody because they made a really not, good story out of it. They though. did, but it, it, it I mean they made the story of you're underappreciated. That was the story. The company doesn't appreciate you. You're yeah. best a B plus player. Yeah, that was the story. Yeah, and still that's the same template. It's like oh, this is someone that we the audience is getting behind. The company yeah. is. It. Why isn't the company getting behind this this wrestler? Because they're awesome. They're immensely talented. We want to see this person at the at, at top of the card. Well, how come you're not putting them there? Yeah. And then if if that 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 enthusiasm sustained long enough, it's like the company. Oh well, we can't ignore this now. But the bottom line is that the bot the absolute bottom line it's a reactionary is reactionary approach to building stars. There is zero. There is no. It, it, this this is this is what I boil down to the problems with WWE creative. It is this simple. The show is booked on a week to week basis, based off the weird whims of Vince McMahon. And what we're about to talk about next is exactly, is exactly. Let me me get these SmackDown numbers in because they're awful. Uh, SmackDown saw its numbers drop to 1.833 million and saw a 23% drop. In the 18 to 49 demo. Prize, prize, (laughs) 18 to 49 demo. That's that's what. WWE, that's what they they want. They want massive, massive numbers in that demo. They're the not getting that demo. The advertisers want the kids who want the Mountain Dew and their Doritos, uh, <laughs> their flaming hot Cheetos, their Stacker Two, Taco Bell, and of course the Stacker Two. That's right. Anyways, it's all not good. All these numbers are not good. But uh, it, here's the thing: the buck stops with Vince McMahon, and Absolutely. Vince McMahon has done some decent stuff. But oh my God, when I read this paragraph in the Wrestling Observer newsletter about the Luke Harper situation. I became enraged. This is this is here's the deal Here, with Luke away, Harper. Take it away. Take it away. The update on Harper is that Vince McMahon, in writing, told him that he wouldn't release him. He was earmarked to work a program with Sami Zayn after Mania, which right now is a very high profile thing. So that would have been great. But yeah. the decision was made not to do it. One person close to the situation told us that. Harper needs to get out because they made a call that they weren't going to use him after Vince saw him in his return. Vince said that he didn't, quote, get him and complained that he couldn't even do a southern accent. That was from them wanting him to do a southern accent four years ago. Can you take a look, see where Luke Harper's from, Larson? exactly what I was about to do. Oh, I think he's from uh, from Rochester, New York. 
Rochester, New York. Let me ask you something. Is Rochester, New York in the South? No. Is he a person from the... He's not from the South. Why would you expect him to do a good Southern accent? This goes back to something we talk about uh, a, lo a lot, where Vince has an idea of a character he has in mind. Uh, he sees a list of people that may not be doing much. It's the Emelina thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're, Luke Harper's not doing anything. I have this idea for some character with a Southern accent. Let's have Luke Harper do it. Yeah. Rather than finding somebody. But even that, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> it's just stupid. Yeah. You have people who are wrestlers who, ha who I'm sure have characters in mind. Ask them what characters they have in mind. Here's the thing. It, it continues. Harper was regularly pitching ideas when he was out with an injury and they turned down every pitch. He wasn't booked anywhere after being cleared, but fan access, which by the way, Harper tried to push pretty hard to come out and watch his match. And then Vince McMahon out of the blue, which is Vince McMahon out of the blue, wanted to know why he wasn't in the WrestleMania battle Royal, the Andre thing. So that's why he was put in at the last minute. Apparently the end of that match was a mess as Strowman was uh, forgot his spots. That really has nothing to do with Luke Harper, I don't think. So anyways, Harper was booked to start the Zane program the day, the day after Mania, but was then told after Mania he wasn't needed for TV. So he went home. But then he was called to come back on Tuesday for a match with EC3. He was basically used as the opponent to test out the EC3 Drake Maverick pairing, which, by the way, if you've seen them together on social media, is nothing but money. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Uh, EC3 and Maverick pairing as wrestler manager. The uh, agents, the people who set up the matches, set up a bunch of manager spots in the match. Vince then watched it and said he hated the manager spots. This is the guy who approved Drake Maverick as AOP's manager peeing himself on TV. Continuing, the creative meeting the day of the draft, when it was asked about which brand Harper would be on, Vince said how the guy can't even do a Southern accent, said the match with EC3 was bad, so they didn't put him with either brand, and that's when Harper asked for his release. So Vince says he doesn't get him, he doesn't like him because he can't do a Southern accent, he doesn't want to use him because a completely different act can't get their shit together, EC3 and Drake Maverick, they couldn't figure out how to do uh, manager spots that Vince liked, and so instead of saying, I don't get you, you can't do what I want, you can have your release. He adds months to his contract and says, no, you can't fucking leave. That's the stupidest brain deadest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. Yeah, it's garbage, man. That is the stupidest shit I've ever heard of. Yep. Uh, we were listening to Wrestling Observer Radio before we started, and there's this great bit where, 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 where Melser's talking about, yeah, the ratings are in the toilet, and what they're really worried about right now is humiliating the revival. Yeah. That's the mentality exactly. of the company. Mentality yeah. in the company is like, hey, we're not going to do something to improve the quality of our product to make our product better uh, uh, so fans will tune in to watch. Mm -hmm. It's, oh, anybody who might have any vague thought of leaving, we're going to humiliate them to such a degree yeah. that they're going to be damaged goods. No one's going to want them then. Yeah. It's like, no, just focus on your own product and making yourself better. If you don't think, if uh. you don't think... He can do what you want him to do. If he doesn't, if you don't think a talent adds value to your company, well, then just let them go do why are you, something. Why, why are you, you wasting? Worried? Why are you wasting money? Why are you worried about it? Let him go to AEW, and if he can't do a southern, maybe they're going to want him to do a southern accent. He won't be able to do it. Ha ha ha! Jokes ha, on ha, him. Ha ha ha! ha. Back right? to the Indies with you, Brody. <laughs> yeah. It's it's absolutely it's it's so mind boggling. Now every time I see something, I'm gonna circle back to something. Now every time I see somebody do anything out there that seems the slightest bit out of character, 
and be like, did Vince tell, like the Usos coming out and singing their, their mm-hmm. theme this week. Cause like, did, did Vince tell them to do that right before they went out? Yeah. And I'll, I'll go back to the Becky, Becky thing about her now thanking the fans for cheering for her. Not that it's necessarily a bad thing. Just there seemed to be a break at one point where they were really following the stone cold thing with Becky. Cause stone cold never thanked the fans for cheering for him. No, no, no. And to where they're like, okay, you can still have some edge, Becky, and that you like to fight and slap people's heads off and stuff. But uh, we want you to be a little more like a traditional baby face and mm-hmm. that you show appreciation to the fans. And it's like, well, that's not what got her over. Yeah, the second, I know, the second they're like, oh, people are cheering this, time to become boring now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's asinine. The entire thing is asinine. And here, I, I, I honestly do, it's... <sighs> I mean, I, I guess it's I guess it's obvious. I don't know if Vince is freaked out about the All Elite thing. Oh, I think he is. I mean, I don't know if he's the kind of guy who gets. I don't know. I don't know. It's like I don't know what to do with you, but you can't go anywhere else. Yep. I'm just gonna just gonna keep you here. While we're on that, let's talk about uh, Dash Wilder. Apparently, Luke Harper is not the only one who had uh, time added to his deal, according to BodySlam.net. Uh, Dash Wilder had an extra couple months tacked on to the end of his contract because he injured his jaw in 2017. Yeah, 2017. That was shortly after they debuted on Main, and they were in a match in NXT, and he broke his jaw. So Harper's stuck here in WWE. Until around Mania time 2020. Around just after or or before Mania. It's around Mania next year. It's around Mania next year. And then now... Revival's till November. June of next year. Well, Wilder is. Okay. It's till next year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, at least they're on TV. Yeah. And they're trying to humiliate him by having Wilder shave Dawson's back, which isn't a huge deal. I don't know why that's supposed to be humiliating. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's, it's because ridiculous. It's because it's not what they, they want to be putting on, like, the best tag team wrestling match. It's just ridiculous is what they it is. They want to be doing that. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, instead of... Hey, how can we make bigger stars out of the revival this week and really show them that they should be signing those extensions? Yeah. Let's do a back shaving segment. Because they wouldn't sign the, the new contracts we offered them. Like, fucking go away already, Vince. Yeah. Just go. You're not, like, you're not making a case for anybody. All right, it's, now let's talk about the Saudi Arabia show, Steve. Yeah, let's do that. Um, this so was weird. It was announced for June 7th officially. We already kind of heard that was the date, but officially. Uh, and amongst the confirmed talents there will be Brock Lesnar Undertaker and Goldberg that's weird it's the first time we're going to see Goldberg in a WWE ring since the Raw after Mania when he said his goodbye that is weird but he left the door open um, and it seems like this show is kind of uh, kind of scheduled in the last minute officially mm-hmm. because they've done a lot of shuffling around of their, or their schedule otherwise uh, to accommodate this show which granted will make a huge amount of money for the company um like they moved, they canceled Backlash, moved it to later the month, relocated it from San Diego to Tacoma, Washington, renamed it Stomping Ground. Yeah. There's supposed to be a takeover uh, the day after the Saudi Arabia show on June 8th in San Jose. Mm-hmm. That has been uh, pushed up a week to June 1st. No venue announced yet. Yeah. Apparently Triple H is going to announce it uh, Monday in his social media. Um, and so all this is just seemingly happening last minute. Uh, all these plans had to be changed. Um, we'll get to this in a little bit about Daniel Bryan being cleared. He didn't want to go to the last Saudi Arabia show. I'm guessing he won't be at this next one either. Um, so I don't, it's just an utter lack of vision. Yeah. No planning whatsoever. 
it's it's maddening as a, a viewer, as a fan of the product. Hey, um, what are the odds that Takeover is going to be in Saudi Arabia? It's like a week before the show. It's a week before. So probably it's not. probably not going to be on the West Coast at all now. Where are they? Where are they? Where's like the raw? Oh, the raw. Let me check. Because that would be the raw. Afterwards would be on the third. It is Austin, 6-3, 2019. So they're in Texas. This will be in Texas. So it'll probably be somewhere in Texas. Or the week before would be the 27th, May 27th. Let's see who they are there. They're in Cleveland, or sorry, Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, okay. So they'll be in the Midwest and mm-hmm. South. Yeah. So I would anticipate. That'd be kind of neat if they did. And they won't because the takeover is too popular now. They just had it at full sale like they used to do it. Oh, I know. That'd be neat. That'd be pretty neat. That'd be and pretty they give neat. the people a full sale, a, a really nice treat. They show up every month. I know. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Or do it at the Amway Center, the basketball arena in town. Anything about Goldberg coming back? So here's one thing that Dave Meltzer mentioned um, in the in the newsletter, which I have, I have no reason to doubt. I think it was Meltzer who mentioned this, that anti-Semitism is taught in school books in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. um, which is horrible, but add that to the list. Um, Goldberg is, uh, I just I just looked this up really quick to see how public he is about his his religion, his faith, because he's, he's Jewish. And uh, I just found an article, this is just off a quick search, about how he's proud to be a Jewish uh, role model. This is from back in his WCW days. Mm-hmm. I imagine that hasn't changed. I'm not, I doubt he's like, oh yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, but the optimist in me, I mean, if a guy just wants to make a ton of money and is okay with going to Saudi Arabia and dealing with the government there, even in light of what just happened this past week, um, that's his own prerogative. I'm not going to judge anybody on that, although I'll judge Vince McMahon for taking that money. Um, but uh, I, I kind of wonder if it's, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Jewish man going into and entertaining a place. I, 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 could see, I could see maybe there could be there some spin on his part in terms of, well, they're all going to be cheering uh, a, a man of Jewish faith coming into their arena and fighting Brock Lesnar. Maybe if he's outspoken about it after the fact, um, but if it's, I don't know, if it's just like a money grab, that is a bit disappointing, you know? And so, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it was, it's very weird. It came out of, it came out of left field seemingly, it yeah. Came, I mean, the money has to be just... Crazy. If, if it's literally just a money thing, it's, it, it would have to be enormous, like enormous. Um, I would think he seems like he, Goldberg seems like a very genuine person. Yeah, I know. He seemed like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess money is money to some people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, let's talk about some something better, Steve. Daniel Bryan got cleared. Daniel Bryan has apparently been cleared this is from the newsletter. Quote: We don't know what the issue was, but Bryan was at TV at April 30th in Columbus, Ohio, and medically and was medically cleared to be written back in the storyline perhaps as soon as next week. That's awesome. If this happened a week earlier, or for sure two weeks earlier, Owens wouldn't have turned. Brian is scheduled for the European tour, which starts after next week's TVs. 
as the SmackDown current lineups are Kingston versus Bryan versus Owens for the title. This, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm kind of glad Owens turned anyways because they need heels over there. Yeah, no. I mean, they haven't even they've they haven't given us Buddy Murphy. No, not at He's all. He's like a heel. But yeah, like a very th- good one. This Roman fighting Elias and Shane McMahon business, it's not it's not a good look for Roman. That'd be kind of cool if Vince had brought up Buddy Murphy instead of Elias. Vince said, "Oh, oh, as like a big acquisition. Yeah, oh, yeah, as, yeah, as yeah, the greatest yeah, yeah. acquisition in SmackDown yeah, history. Yeah, that'd be awesome if he was like a an, an authority, a high powered authority stooge guy." Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, he important saying, "Hey, he's the next huge thing," you know. Dude, that that's that's he's no longer the best kept secret. He's our he's he's my guy now. Let me ask you something. Do you think Vince McMahon knows that he no. refers? No, he probably know who Buddy Murphy is. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. That's the problem. That's the thing. When Triple H comes out and gives us a slideshow presentation of the exciting NXT competitors you're going to see tonight, that's Vince. That's the problem. Because you can have every call-up should be this exciting, unpredictable moment that we can put on a thumbnail and everybody's going to be talking about. You have enough talent in NXT. You have enough people who are uh, in developmental who you can do something like that with. And instead, we either find out on Twitter beforehand, lack surprise, or Triple H comes out and we get a slideshow of the four biggest names in NXT. They're going to be showing up. Right now. Woohoo. Coming soon to WWE. Coming yeah, oh or yeah, even better. Yeah. Look coming soon. Look at Four these. weeks of video packages, then no one really I mean, like Nikki Cross really hasn't really she's she been, hasn't TV been twice. seen. I didn't even know she was signed to Raw until Dave Meltzer told me so. Yeah, I know. But anyways, cool Daniel Bryan coming back. He's mentioned SmackDown yeah, needs some great. heels. So. He is needed. He is needed. I mean, I guess it's entirely possible that he could come back as soon as this next week's television, but I kinda in my mind, I think it'd be kind of neat if they held him off till at least after Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. just to let the Kevin Owens Kofi storyline play out. I really like that storyline. I know me too. Although, and maybe while you're at it, since he's not going to be at the Saudi Arabia show, have him come back after that, mm-hmm. and then lead up to uh, the Stomping Ground show. It's in Tacoma. He's from the Pacific Northwest. He can get his another yeah, shot at Kofi. Yeah, but dude, there. Here, here's the thing, though, is that with ratings being as bad as they are. They need all hands on deck. Oh, they need all the that. stars in the that. world. They're not going to do... Here's the thing, man. It's... What do we need for what we perceive to be better for business first? And then let's shoehorn that into a storyline. Screw any long-term, even, even even medium, short to long-term. Like, hey, we can get a bigger pop if we build this a little bit. No, new, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. No, I want Hawkins and Ryder win those tag titles. We're going to build to it. I don't care. Do it now. This is WrestleMania moment. What do you mean we got built to it? Hawkins, there's a one in five years. <laughs> it's been a five-year build. That's what he thought it was. Just skip to the last part. Oh, my gosh. It's so irritating. He just doesn't know, man. Yeah. He's just too old. He's so old. He's old. He's very set in his ways. He has a very uh, a clear idea of what he thinks wrestling should be, I think. I don't think he has a clear idea of anything anymore. Well, that could be. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. He's so old. He has the, the, the wisp of an idea of what he thinks wrestling should be, and he holds on to it. So it, it's like there's so much potential there, and it's just... I know. Uh, the, the potential is there to be, for the product to be, be greater than it's ever been. I know. The level of talent on the roster now is obscene. But it's just it's just one massive fart after another yeah, with these really people. Is. It really is. Anyway, speaking of one massive fart, Brock Lesnar, Buckethead. Yeah. <laughs> He's retired, Steve. Hooray! Wait. Oh, from UFC. B- yeah, boo? So been Yay here. for UFC fans? Maybe. I wanted to see that fight. I know I, I did to too. I wanted to see yeah. Cormier knock him out. Oh, man. I wanted to see him. How great would it be if you made him tap? Oh, that would be great. Either or. Um, so anyways, we've been hearing for a while that UFC Brock Lesnar and Daniel Cormier all wanted to have that heavyweight title fight between the two of them go down in the octagon. Well, it looks like now that's not going to happen. Psych. Dana White recently told ESPN, quote, he told me he's done. He's retired. Of course, he being Brock Lesnar. So what happened? According to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Lesnar had a certain price he wanted guaranteed to do the Cormier fight. UFC, which, with its ESPN deal, where the pay-per-view money is a guaranteed money, didn't meet the offer. Lesnar had a certain price he wanted that was worth it to him to go through a hard training cap at 42 and then get into the cage with an all-time great fighter and athlete in Cormier. Plus, WWE has continued to offer Lesnar strong deals for limited dates on a Lesnar schedule. Pro wrestling is far safer and offers considerably more longevity. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, he doesn't do. He just he just gets in the ring and turns purple. He laughs, turns purple. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. well, all that means we're gonna be getting we're still gonna be getting Brock and WWE. That's what it means. Yeah, but I really, God, man, I really hope that it's not in the title scene. I kind of feel I feel like they have a good thing going right now with Seth. They got yeah. a talented lineup. Yeah, but I can see Vince be reactionary. I know. I know. <laughs> Rings in the toilet. Yeah. Well, here's like the ratings have been in a steady decline, you know, well before the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a large portion of that, who had the universal title? Uh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar did. Yeah. So he's not some some cure all that well, he can bring into the company the, and the ratings are yeah, going through the, the, the roof. It's the, not, it doesn't work that way. I, I do kind of wonder also are, is, is this ratings decline is one of the reasons we've seen it. Look, we, we both know. It's been long sort of proven that where Raw goes, SmackDown goes. Mm-hmm. And the top title on Raw has been absent for a very long time. You know, there are giant chunks of time when the Universal title wasn't even on the show yep. because of Brock Lesnar. I wonder, and it, it just, there's, there's such a lot, like now with Seth holding the title saying, I'm going to fight every single week or whatever. It's like there's, they seem to be getting maybe a little sense of urgency back with that title. AJ's there with them, and they're yeah. going to fight, and that's going to be an awesome match. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I just wonder if so much damage has already been done mm-hmm. that it's going to take them a while and some really, really strong creative booking. I mean, that's honestly, it's, it's so funny. It's like their entire business really does, when, when the creative is good, I mean, it's not surprising 
Like you look, look at look at these two movies. Look at Avengers Endgame with wonderful creative. Look at Justice League, yeah. which is a steaming hot pile of fart. They both got really good casts. They both have great casts. It's just this one had long-term vision, creative storytelling, emotional yeah. payoff. The other one, reactionary bullshit with no long-term plan, just an idea of, hey, we want to be what the other people are doing. Yeah, but you need to invest the time, effort, and money into this. You can't just sh- shit this one out. Nope. So nope. that's why Endgame is breaking all these records, and then Justice League is just another movie that probably Ant-Man beat in the, in the, in the box office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much money. They probably made a billion dollars, but still, it's not close to the billion. The, I mean, the three billion that meant, made a billion this first weekend worldwide. Yeah. I don't know if Justice League did that well financially. I don't remember. Well, globally, it probably did. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess and say 800. It says box office 700 million. Scroll Where down. Say that? Scroll down right there. Oh, oh my. Yeah, 650, 660. And that's that's global right there. I didn't make that domestic. Yeah, that's that's global. That that's not that good. That's a t- that's a turd. That is a turd. That's a turd. I think I think I saw Dark Knight Rises made like one, just over one billion. Yeah, one point one. Probably more what they were like hoping for. <laughs> yeah, it was. So, anyways, it it, it it matters. The creative matters. Oh, it's 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 arguably the most important thing Everybody, in terms of getting people to turn in on yeah. tune in on a weekly basis. Everybody yeah. on that roster is supremely talented. Yep. To go out there and just kill it every time. Yep. But it's just soul sucking. Somebody who's finding out how soul sucking it is is Leo Rush. Oh, good segue. So there. we've been talking mainly in our bonus episodes. We did. We talked about the the latest round of reports of backstagey heat he's had on one of the new shows. Either it was last Friday or, or Monday. Okay. But yeah, we've been doing follow ups on on Overrun. And it's been. I mean, if if you're not if you're not a, a patron, that's fine. You haven't really missed much. It's just been more of the stories of how he, he you know, there's the, the the major thing we heard about is from PW Insider is that usually uh, the newer roster members when they're doing the European tour, uh, they're tasked usually with providing water for talents as they're exiting the arena, going back to the gorilla position. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemingly it's it's not too dissimilar from what rookies have to do in most other sure. sports leagues help the veterans uh you know like carry their their bags I think that kind of stuff starts in like high school like yeah that's probably just a normal thing probably. that i think although in the nfl if you're a rookie you have to buy dinner for like your teammates so you'll have to drop like forty thousand dollars on a nice dinner for half yeah. the team yeah which that's gotta suck you just sign your first real good money deal and then you gotta drop 40 grand on a huge steak dinner yeah but what do rookies make in the NFL? Oh, good money. If they're first-round picks, yeah, good money. Pretty good money. Yeah, it's good money. Um, so anyways, but there's a lot more now because Leo Rush opened up to Sean Ross Sapp over at Fightful. Yeah, that unto itself is newsworthy <laughs> because you don't really right. see wrestlers. Because first, mm-hmm. Leo was responding to these reports from these various wrestling news sites on Twitter. Kind of parallel to that, Sean Ross Sapp was saying on Twitter, like, I'm trying to reach out to Leo to get – uh, his take on all, all yeah, this. and eventually, apparently, Leo agreed to do an interview. It worked. It did. Yeah. Um, so, Steve, here uh, you want to touch on or get started on some of these highlights? Yeah, sure. So, here are some of the highlights. When talking about working with Bobby Lashley, my issue never has never been with Bobby Lashley. My issue is the fact that I haven't been on meet and greets with Bobby, haven't been getting paid for merchandise for us that has my catchphrases on them. I've been sent to live shows and TVs and forced to pay for my own rental uh, car for five days as well as hotel while not making enough money to do so. 
walking around broke in the biggest sports entertainment industry that there is while having two kids and a wife to support. He also addressed the reports from PW Insider. It's not about, this is about the, the rookie stuff. Yeah. It's not about race and it never has been, but public perception is important to me. And when we have fans that travel all over the globe and watch us get off buses and into hotels, the look of a black kid carrying waters, uh, waters and bags for other wrestlers is just not a good look, especially when I'm trying to portray myself as a superstar as well. Uh, let's just stop there for a second. Mm-hmm. And there's another point that uh, people like David uh, Bixenspan has brought up um, or is, is, is brought out to light on Twitter. If you get on that new uh, Cameo app, the Cameo website, where you can uh, get like birthday greetings and stuff from various celebrities, there are a lot of WWE wrestlers oh, yeah. on there charging as little as in the case of Leo Rush as $20 to say happy birthday to uh, you know, hey, it's your, Larson's your, birthday. Your annoying up. nephew, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's not a great look for the WWE. It's not, and is this really a reflection? Because we, you know, this—if we want to take this back a little bit further—with the birth of the WWE Network, you know, there was a lot of talk of how that would affect payouts, pay-per-view payouts for talents, and we—I don't think we've ever gotten a real solid answer on that. But if this is an avenue that wrestlers feel like they need to look into to make money. It feels like between this, between like the John Oliver piece that illustrated, you know, how these people really aren't independent contractors, but they have to carry the burden of independent contractor. Um, it's it's a bad look for the company. It's like, why would anybody in in the case of Leo Rush here now? This is this is a complex issue mm-hmm. with I, I would think, and, and we've made light of the situation because sometimes when you hear about this kind of behavior, people who have a big ego or people who have backstage heat. No, people have a reputation for either of those things. Yes. It could be kind of funny to be honest with you. I mean, you know, what was it? Sin car in the back of a bus making fart noises yeah, or yeah, making yeah. weird noises. Yeah. That stuff is fun to make fun of. Um, Leo's interview here brings up some very good points. Uh on the flip side, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, for at least a year now, even predating WWE, going into N- uh, into NXT, and maybe even before that. Oh, even before that, we've heard issues about Leo Rush. Mm-hmm. Like these are not secrets. These are mm-hmm. not like you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably a matter of there's a little bit of A and a little bit of B. There's going on various here. people that have their own perspectives because while you know I, I, I appreciate what he has to say here about uh, carrying uh, the bags for the veteran wrestlers. I understand his point of view. And it's okay. Here's the thing. He says it's not about race and it never has been. You, it's totally fine to make it about race because it's a valid point of view. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely right. If it's a situation where the bus pulls up, there's a bunch of fans there having even even if you take the idea he's completely right a young black man carrying the bags for older white wrestlers is not a good look Mm -mm. going even beyond the race thing which is totally acceptable to go there going beyond that having superstars carrying anybody's bags is not a good look for the perception of wwe superstars why would i buy an action figure of a guy who carries bags yeah why would i do that now, the flip side of that is nobody's back. There are no fans at gorilla position. Giving people water. Giving yeah. people water. Yeah, and that's mentioned. The, we'll get to it a little bit in the PW Insider stuff. Um, anyway, let's say there's, there's, there's various people who have their own perspective on how business should be, be done. 
Some people are very old school. Mark Henry spoke about this. He seemed very old school. He said the go ahead and say what. Oh, he I, said. I didn't. I put the quote down here, oh, but I can okay. summarize. He more or less said, you know, the 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 reason not to say that makes it right. The reason that they have the junior members of the roster do these kind of menial tasks is to kind of keep your ego in check. That, and from Mark Henry's perspective, he said Steve Austin did this. The Rock did this. Why can't you do this? Yeah. Again, not to say that his point is 100% valid. That's his perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you have various people with various different perspectives, various thoughts on how traditional the locker room atmosphere should be. And, you know, sometimes different perspectives collide and, and people butt heads. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I, I do think there may be – there may be an uh, – uh, when you have somebody like Leo Rush – who obviously believes in himself quite a bit mm-hmm. is obviously a very ambitious person and, and has no problem being outspoken and is brought into the WWE at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And they brought him into NXT for a very short period of time. And then they bring him up to two Oh five in Maine. And he's, he had been given quite a bit of fanfare very quickly. Yeah. Um, but then in between all that, there was that tweet he put out when, when Emma got released, that got him some heat. Yeah. He even apologized for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's been numerous instances we have heard, and granted, you know this this could just be rumor and innuendo. Who knows um, of 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 you know attitude issues mm-hmm, backstage? Yeah. I mean, this is th- this current cycle of it is not the first time you mentioned it earlier. Not the first time we've heard of it. Yeah, I mean, you have you have this sort of perfect storm of. It's obvious that life in the WWE is. You get to the WWE and you might think you're a big star, but you still have a lot of dues to pay. Yeah. And you have a ways to go. Now, we have no idea what Leo Rush is getting paid. Mm-mm. We've heard the bottom end of uh, developmental is 50000 mm-hmm. Um, He sort of came into 205, which I'm not sure what his salary is there, but I know it's not going to be 100000 or 150000 no, no. Um, And then he sort of is a manager for uh, uh, Bobby Lashley, but then yeah. he also still performs sometimes. On occasion. So, I mean, let's say the guy's making 60000 a year. Yeah. You're not paying for rental cars and hotels off of that and, and having anything Turning left over. Turning much of a profit, no. You're not. I mean, yeah. that's just, that's, that's economics. Yeah. That shit's yeah. expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah, even if you're sharing a hotel, you're talking 75 bucks a night each. I mean, if you find a flea bag motel. But again... You're in the WWE. You want to be walking out of some Motel Six. They shouldn't be. They you shouldn't be. Again, well, that's why they should be employees. I know. And WWE handles all that booking. I know. So if you want to put forth the, you know, the, if they want the perpetuate the image of WWE superstars as, as being superstars, mm-hmm. then they can book him at the I don't know the the Marriott or, or something like or that. Or add a per diem. Say yeah. hey, you have a budget for this. You be you better budget well. Yeah, this is yeah. You get your per diem. You you're not stay getting, wherever you want. Don't get a don't get a a Maserati for your rental. Get a little economic. You know, get the bottom of the line thing. Steve Lynn, that doesn't that doesn't put forth the image of superstar though. Not that the Maserati you need the Maserati, but you need something middle at least middle of the road. <laughs> yeah, you can't be running the smart car. <laughs> Um, as far as why these reports of backstage heat have been circulating, this is what Leo had to say, quote, there is someone who works for WWE that has hated me since the day I've worked for Ring of Honor, and now that they work for WWE, they're leaking false information to get me released. At a certain point, I have to defend myself, so that's what I decided to do. We're all human, and we're all grown-ass adults. That kind of shit that flies backstage is ridiculous, and it's surprised more people aren't speaking up. Again, I, you know, 
it's it's a complex thing, man. I'm not saying one person's right or another person's wrong. I'm saying that you got a kid who has got a large ego, whether it's healthy or not, uh, coming into a situation where egos are checked by the older talent, yeah, and, and, or can be, yeah. And he's either he's either you know learning that the hard way. Or maybe there needs to be some changes. Maybe there, maybe shit needs to be more. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not I'm in not the brotherhood. I mean, I'm not a wrestler. Going back like the NFL or other, like other, there's some clashing. Yeah, of there is. There's some butting, butting of heads. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you you hear about rookies in other sports where they have to wear like the Hello Kitty backpacks and stuff like that. To, in a very small degree, I guess the 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 idea is that you're modestly humiliated for mm. whatever silly reason to check your ego at the door. Yeah. It's pretty archaic. It is, and and when you pile on to that, if it's if it's, there's a degree of harmlessness to it, but when you bring into the equation, he's a, a really shorter guy in a locker room with lots of beef. That's got to amplify things yeah, a lot yeah. in his head. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it, it seems think. like a series of things where he feels like he's not getting enough money. He feels like he he's not in a situation where he can put forth the image that he is a superstar on equal footing with anybody else in the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he obviously he thinks there's someone out to get him. Yeah. That's not a healthy mix. No. Um, there have been some people uh, that tweeted some uh, defenses of Leo Rush. Russell Circus mm-hmm. tweeted something to the extent of that he was very professional when he worked for them. Um, Joey Janelle, uh, you know, he was in a match against Leo Rush where Leo infamously no-sold a table spot. And Joey says... Yeah, I told him to do that. Leave him alone. Well, on top, you know what's funny about that is that a lot of people bring that up, but they failed to mention that Joey then hits him with, I forget what move, and that's it. Joey pins him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those things, like, PCO just did that. Yeah, he no. literally just did that where he, like, sort of no-sold the thing. And he, got, just, no, he, got, he got thrown out of the got, rings by Grills of Destiny. Exactly. Did, like, an Undertaker sit-up and then gets up, fell and then back over. Falls back, yeah. falls back over. Yeah, no, people always forget the second part of that. And then Corey Graves tweeted something to the extent of, I'm a Leo Rush fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, PW Insider had another report out today uh, about Leo, noting, quote, one WWE talent who was on that tour, the European tour, I think late 2018, uh, contacted PW Insider this morning to point out that while Rush blew off the responsibilities, the authors of Pain and Drake Maverick, who were also on their first European tours, did not. The source questioned why those three talents, especially one already as established as Maverick, was in the industry, had zero issue with paying respect, but Rush did, wondering if it was because Rush had brought his wife with him on the tour. That same source noted that there would be no way a fan would know if Rush brought water backstage to a veteran wrestler who would have been seen carrying coolers alongside other WWE superstars who were junior members of the tour. Mark Henry, one of the other thing, Mark's, uh, one of the other thing, things Mark Henry said was along the lines of, um, "If you can't afford a hotel and rentals, then you're spending too much money. Then you're not managing your money correctly." Um, but again, if he's making sixty thousand dollars, not a lot. Not a lot of money. I mean, that's like you know, we considering don't know. considering that those expenses. And there's another thing too. We don't know if he travels alone. Yeah, we have no idea. We I mean, know. that's the thing. If he's if he's if he's traveling with his wife, mm-hmm. that he has to travel. Then essentially alone. He's not riding with other wrestlers. Yes, right. They're not split. They're not historically, split that's how wrestlers save money. Is they they split. all pile in a split. clown car. They all pile in a, a, a SUV mm-hmm. and they share a room. Uh, they also added, quote, PW Insider has, was told by several sources that another veteran talent, not Finn Balor, who tried to have a conversation with Leo, uh, attempted to speak to Rush about his issues, only to be rebuffed and told by Rush that he, quote, works for Vince, not you. 
That veteran talent was later approached by WB management as Rush had complained about him speaking to Rush when he was not an executive in the company and therefore was, quote, Rush's equal, not his boss. When word of that made the rounds, it led to Rush being removed from the locker room for a period of time after that tour. And at that point, his issues became less of a regular occurrence in the locker room. In recent weeks, that has changed. Um, Meltzer mentioned uh, while he was talking about it, uh, oh yeah, here we go. I'll just I'll skip over to this one. Yeah, Wrestling Observer uh, Meltzer said, "I'm certain that the heat he has will magnify because he did an interview complaining about pay. The company hates talent doing interviews on their own. Usually can't handle anyone saying anything but the party line. In the past, people have been fired for a lot less. We kind of brushed over this when we initially talked about this. Um, it's a, a rare occurrence, if not a, a, a nearly." Impossible occurrence for a member of the WB main roster to address directly. I can't remember reports from a wrestling news site. I can't remember anybody actually doing it while under contract. While yes. under contract, yeah. Um, so it, it makes you think: Was this something he asked permission to do, or is this something he did on his own accord? And if it's the latter, there's not. It's probably not going to help his case backstage. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh, no, it probably won't. But then at the same time, at this point, would he just prefer to get fired? Well, let's go to this. This is the last thing PW Insider added to their story. Quote, as previously reported on PWInsider.com, there has been talk of sending Rush back to NXT with the idea of building him a new character, presenting him as something more than just a mouthpiece. We are told that Rush has, on at least one occasion, instead suggested the company release him 
so he can, quote, show them what he can accomplish outside of WWE. Well, couldn't they just send him to Evolve to do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, we'll say work with Progress. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I would doubt, I would really doubt that they would just let him go. No, he's, he's, he's <laughs> based on what we reported on earlier. That's not they their don't, MO. Do, yeah, they don't no, do they that. Don't do they that. would simply like just sort of. Here, go back to Orlando and you can wrestle on the house show circuit for NXT. Yeah. Which is kind of what he was doing after the Emma tweet. Yeah. Before he showed up on 205 Live. I mean, at least in Orlando, doing that will save a lot of money. True. Because they pay for travel. And there's no state income tax there. That's right. Yeah. Well, if his residence is Orlando, yeah, he's not going to be paying that anyways. But, uh, yeah, tough situation to be in. Yeah. And I don't think he made it better for himself. See, it might be one of those situations, too, where he has these certain feelings. He expresses them in, in, in his particular way backstage. And because people don't agree with how either either the, the the content of his his complaints or the tone he takes uh resentment builds by on both both parties from both parties mm-hmm. um and probably just makes the situation a heck of a lot worse it's a bad look especially because they're taking all that money from saudi arabia you know what i mean like it's like you're you're already making him money hand over fist then you do business with a government that just mass executed 37 people uh and uh, and 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 your talent uh, is struggling, and so they they get on websites and, and sell videos for twenty bucks. I mean, it's an easy twenty. It's you know, 60 yeah, it takes seconds. like ninety seconds. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, man, it's not a good look. Mm-mm. It's not a good look. Mm-mm. It's a it's a mess, dude. WWE is just kind of a mess it's right an now. Absolute mess. You know, we got one last little bit here. This is uh, from Fightful via PW Insider. Quote, WWE recently offered Leo Rush a five-year deal worth in the range of $300,000. report does not specify if that figure is per year or in total. Rush reportedly turned down the deal and asked for double that number. The report goes on to state that Rush's current deal is set to expire in 2020, but no firm date was given. So if let's, let's give the company, in this case, benefit of the doubt, it's five-year deal worth $300,000 per year. It's, we cannot give that benefit of the doubt. That is not correct. Oh, I doubt it is. But I'm just saying for the sake of not discussion. Even, not even a chance. Yeah, I can't even not. discuss that, man. Come on. Well, they're throwing money. They were, they were going to give. $60,000 They were going to give the club a multi-million dollar deal. Uh, yeah, at like half a million a year. That's each? revival that was half a million. We just, all we heard about the club is that it was multi-year for, for millions in, of dollars. In the newsletter, Meltzer said that the club received a similar deal. Oh, the revival? Okay. As the revival. Yeah. So that's multi-millions over five years. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, dude. Uh, $60,000 a year is nothing. It's not for considering the expenses involved. It's nothing. It is not. I mean, and I mean, if you look at what, what did Ryback say way back when he talked about expenses? Well, he said, I think he more or less said that he could, he, he can. Like he didn't have any money after he paid for all the expenses, right? He was making like four hundred thousand a year, though. Yeah, he was probably spending his money. His, his was, the four seasons. Yeah, his was a bit exorbitant, I think. Yeah, it felt. That um, but sixty thousand dollars a year, and then I forget if we had the number on here, but somebody said, "Yeah, you're looking at like forty thousand dollars a year in travel expenses. Twenty thousand dollars a year with a family is nothing. 
even without a family is nothing. I mean, maybe if you've inherited a house, yeah, maybe, and you're literally just doing nothing, twenty thousand is okay. Parents or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, it's good if you're like eighteen, but boy, oh boy, that's a. And then it's like, dude, wait, whoa, you you, you expect me to be making? See that this is that's that's what's weird about it though. Any way you look at that that deal is weird. It's like, wait a second. So you're saying you want me to make $60,000 a year for five years. There, You just offered the revival $500,000. you are saying that I can never get to their level? Here, here's the <clears> thing, too. If they're offering him five years at 60000 I would assume that's a raise. Because uh, they're trying to entice him to stay. Yeah. So, I mean... But if it's here's the thing, if it's if he turned down three hundred thousand dollars a year for five years, then Mark Henry's right. He needs to be you know he needs to have a, a talking to because three hundred thousand dollars a year you're still profiting to the tune of two hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be struggling. Mm-mm. So I mean that's that's why that doesn't make sense. And on the other side, the other thing doesn't make sense either. Yeah. Like sixty thousand a year for five years doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah, I know. It's like, do you think I'm going to be doing this manager stuff all this time, and I have to pay for my own hotel and car and stuff? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. None yeah. of it. Made, neither of those things. That would be really much perception. That is still the destination where everybody wants to go, and they're struggling mightily to, to to even keep up with the an iota of that of that of that reputation. And it feels like it's getting worse. It is because there's an option. There's an alternative now. So Vince is doing and, everything wrong. So Vince is like, oh God. Let me make things better for people. If Vince is is Vince is a reactionary individual. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And I feel like he's a bit in panic mode right now. Kind of feels that way, doesn't it? Definitely it? feels that way. It, he also I he also doesn't really understand people. No. And this is like this is evident. Yeah. This is evident. What's wrong with you? Half a million's not good enough for you. Well, Vince, I'm a pro wrestler. I, I got like to actually it. wrestle in front of audiences. That dude, Tom Caster, the NXT ref with the foot going the wrong way, he counted three and then threw up his own X. And they asked him, well, why did you finish the match? Because I love this business. People that get into wrestling are willing to essentially put their body through a car wreck night after night, 200 nights in a year or whatever it is, because sometimes they more, because they love because it. They love it. They love to do pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm sure they love to do money also, but they can do both any number of places. We just had Dean Ambrose leave after they kept on throwing briefcases of money at him, essentially, because he just didn't enjoy his job. Yeah. And what did he do? He left, and the moment, literally the moment his contract expired, he was ready to go with a $50,000 short film uh, metaphorically showing him breaking out of the prison that is WWE creative. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what we're dealing with here. Yep. He doesn't understand people. No. And I don't really think he ever has. No. But it's like when you, at the point where you need to understand people the most, yep. he is showing just how little he understands people. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Warrior came back. I gave him a lot of money. It's not good enough for you. Well, no, I can go to all your wrestling or even Ring of Honor or Impact and make decent money and actually do wrestling I enjoy, Vince, so no thank you. Why would you want to go to that company? It's not WWE. 
let's do some questions, Steve. Okay. Uh, Chris Coffin. This, this is like a very, like, this is a very venti episode for us. It's necessary sometimes. So people you know, who enjoy us being, oh, everything's great. Generally, we're so positive. We try to find the good in everything. I would, dude, I'm just pissed off about this Luke Harper shit. Yeah, you, that's the first thing you mentioned me when I came in this morning. Oh my, it's, it's like unbelievable. Not surprising though. Chris Coffin, what's more impressive in wrestling? Seeing a big guy move in a way he shouldn't be able to or seeing a small guy lift something or someone he shouldn't be able to? Uh, these days, it's the latter. Jordan Devlin doing that uh, suplex to Walter. Yeah, because the suplex that was something else. It's almost like we get we take sort of big men doing aerial stuff for granted these yeah. days. You know, so, but it, I'll, I can never get enough of watching a little guy lift something big. Or when uh, uh, Ricochet picked up Hanson. Yeah, that was cool. That was rad. Um. John Ortolaza, yeah. are people looking at Firefly Funhouse with one eye open, or do we all have a perfectly good reason to be skeptical about this direction for Bray Wyatt's yeah, character? Skepticism is always uh, necessary when dealing with how WB books Bray Wyatt. Pretty much, or anyone. Excellence of flexecution, Riddle versus Brock. When will it happen? Probably never. Yeah, it'll probably never because happen. Because the people wish it. Because <laughs> you wish it. Um, just Shane, do you think AJ and Seth could feud until Mania 36? Couple title swaps like Sasha and Charlotte did a few years back. It would necessitate a heel turn from somebody, probably AJ. Yeah, I doubt it. Well, I mean, I would be, I would be fine with it. They would need like some really solid long term. Well, it'd be a thing where they feud for a bit. They kind of go off in different away, branches yeah. and come back. Yeah, while still kind of mixing it up from time to time. Mm, interesting, Justin Warren. Wow, what a great question. If Raw Gate Mutant took on Top Notch and Mecha Santa oh, wow. in a triple threat, who would win an intermention tension too? Wow. We might have to get Justin Wern in to book. I know. Because that's a great idea. It is a good idea. Uh, Eric Dunn, a few weeks late, but do you guys think that other companies would even want Sasha at this point? She seems to be burning a lot of bridges in WB, and her attitude won't, won't be welcome elsewhere. Yes, they will want her. Yes. Yes. Yes, because she's she a, will move the needle. She's a big, big star. She's absolutely a risk you'd want to take on. Yep. Because here's the thing. If her main problem is she really wants to wrestle and have vision, uh, New Japan has that allegedly all elite plans to have that. Um, any number of places will have that for her. Yep. Uh, Anthony Casillas has a good question, which I guess we, we uh, I'd like to answer. With the recent drop in ratings, do you think it's time for Vince McMahon to step down and let Triple H take over? So Vince McMahon will never do that. However, um, we won't know this for like five years or four years now, 2024, I guess, five years. Uh, if the Raw, what would, what, would, what would necessitate the board of directors having very, very serious concerns about the product to the degree they, they would understand Vince might actually be the problem, not the solution. Because there does seem to be that sort of thing that Meltzer has mentioned before. Well, you know, the, the shareholders they think that Vince, Vince is synonymous wrestling. synonymous with wrestling and WWE, and therefore they think of no Vince, no WWE, and terrible things would happen to the company. I wonder what it would take, because these ratings are really bad. Like if the ratings get to... A million impact numbers. If the ratings for for Raw get down to around a million, if all elite wrestling is uh, competitive in the ratings, or if they eclipse them in the ratings, I don't know what kind of if there even is any sort of out clause for either the new television deals. Yeah, I don't know. But due to low ratings, if they ever lost a TV deal, maybe. 
I don't know. Yeah, something like some like like if we're taking like some huge controversy, yeah, hundreds, equation, hundreds of hundreds of millions of dollars being taken off the table. Mm-hmm. If I got I me, mean, I guess it would honestly it would take the 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 stock price would have to plummet. Yeah, and something drastic would have to happen yep. for that to be the case. Mario Rocha uh, is Vince more worried about the influence of Cody and the Young Bucks on the wrestling community or the amount of money the cons are willing to put into AEW? He's just worried about perception. I think that's the primary things he's worried about. He's primarily worried about the, the perception that WWE is still top dog in the industry. I think that's all he cares about. Mm-hmm. He has way more. I mean, he has more money than cons, but he's. You know, Tony Khan is investing $100 million into this endeavor. Vince has way more money than that. Yeah. And and he's not, he's, I don't think he's concerned about Cody and the Young Bucks' influence, per se, and how wrestling is presented. I think he just wants the perception that he's still on top of the industry. I think that's all he cares about. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I know he. I think that at the end of the day, he cares that his company is worth more money in the wrestling business by far than anybody else. I think he cares that they're making a, a an ass ton of money. Yeah, and I guess in terms of of of, of I mean, I think that's the goal of, for sure. But in terms of of how his companies perceive versus all elite, I don't think he's concerned about. The, the buying power or the spending power, sorry, of, of Tony Khan. I would be surprised if he viewed them as anything different than Ring of Honor or New Japan. I'd be surprised if he... Well, I think, I think apart from the fact that they maybe have a, a larger checkbook. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, he's costing them more money. He's costing them money for sure. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's like... He thinks that anybody who goes there for that for their money is stupid, Probably. you know, because they're not, not WWE. WWE. And that's a perception issue. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, Anthony Tobias, do you see them calling up a tag team from NXT to SmackDown because they have nobody for their tag I don't team? Know who they call it would be the Street Profits. He said, and have two single wrestlers join up. It's probably more likely that would ha- that would happen. Yeah. And then their tag division will be dominated by two uh, put-together teams. you got Rusev and Nakamura and then a face team. Yeah. It's I don't weird. know why they sent so many. It's weird. They broke up Thebar for no reason. Zero reason. Like, what are they going to do with Cesaro right now? I know. <laughs> you know anything with them. I understand saying they that broke Us- up, like They broke they just... up Rude and Gable. Yeah. <laughs> they, I, mean, I understand saying that Usos to Raw, that was, that was a good idea. Do that and then keep the club and keep Thebar together. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating, man. Uh, Manny, do you think Dana Brooke will ever get that big push to getting a title, or is this just a way to keep her as the backup? No, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna push her to the degree that maybe they can do something with her. But I, I don't. I'm not sure how long that's gonna last. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe she has demonstrated a distinct improvement in the ring uh, to the producers backstage and they're willing to give her a little bit more time in the spotlight. Maybe that, I hope that's the case. Maybe uh... Scotty too back in my day, we wanted WWE wrestlers to go to new Japan. This was within 2019 and now it's all, all eat all the time. Is it funny how fast people stopped caring about new Japan? Uh, I do think that All Elite has stolen a lot of the thunder of New Japan. Mm-hmm. 
um, because of how much money they have and the fact that they're going to be on TV and the fact that the highest or the, the biggest, the, the most coveted free agents in wrestling chose all elite instead of WWE so, or, new, or new Japan or yeah, or new, yeah. Or new Japan. Um, so, I mean, I think that's, that's the reason why, and mm-hmm. you know, um, and new Japan, the thing about new Japan also is that they're like so stacked that to me, it's less of a, Oh, I'd love to see them in new Japan and more of a, where would they really fit in? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people there yeah. right now. Yeah. There's, Really it's good like, talent everywhere. They go to WWE. I know, like, I don't know. That's why, like, I at this point, I'd be kind of scared for anybody to go to WWE because mm-hmm. it's just it's just a mess. Mm-hmm. Lord Ziffer, if we got John Moxley at Double or Nothing, how would you like to see him used on the show? Him versus Jimmy Havoc, or Joey Janela, or all three of them. Um. So he's a big, big deal. Yeah. It would have to be in a, I mean, it'd have to be like a him and Cody thing. Like he comes out at the end of the Dustin Rhodes match with Cody and attacks Cody or something. I don't know. It would have to be up at the top, like a big, big, or no, you know what it'd have to be. He gets involved in the Jericho Omega thing mm-hmm. at the end. That's mm-hmm. the, because that's, those are the biggest names. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as I think it'd be cool to see him do a death match with Jimmy Havoc, let's face it, he's a big, big name. Oh, yeah, he is, know? obviously. But again, it depends largely on what he wants to do. If he just wants to go and have a good time, I wouldn't be surprised if that was his priority. It's like, hey, I, there's you guys have Jimmy Havoc and you have yeah. Joey Janela. I want to do some like, crazy stuff with those guys. Yeah, but Dean, you're you're Dean. You're, no, I'm not. I'm Ox. <laughs> I'm Ox. <laughs> you guys got a, a edge trimmer here? <laughs> he walks in. He's already bloody. Yeah, no. What do you do? You're, you're already bleeding. It's like trimmer out front of the building. <laughs> Use it on my head. Yeah, it's good. It's a terrible idea, Dean. <laughs> and I got money. I got lots of money. You want some? It's all bloody $100 bills. Uh, Shaggy Kint. If you two were brought on WWE to help boost ratings, what would you guys do? Wait, like actually on television? <laughs> I'd do whatever Vince told me to do, and then I'd hand out water to the veterans at gorilla position. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you would uh, do your menial tasks. Yeah, I do menial tasks. Would you do menial tasks? Uh, hey, man, I was a PA. Yeah, <laughs> that was my first job. That's yeah. all menial tasks. Mm-hmm. So this obviously not in front of the camera, behind the scenes. Yeah, we'd be the writers milling about in the background. No, I already told you that this is what the only way to ever position, uh, accept any sort of creative position that would be. As advisors and consultants, <laughs> we get to sit here once a week. We send them an extensive email of a bunch of great story ideas. Okay, listen, listen. And then it's up to them if they use them or not. Okay, let, let me propose this. Let me propose this. What? I think I've envisioned the universe, okay? Vince, is, Vince dies. He's gone. All right. All right. Yeah. The shareholders kick him out. Renaissance. Yeah. WWE is amazing. Yeah. And writers are going there and they're like, it's amazing. It's the best creative experience I've ever had in my life. Every writer should try it. All right. And they offered you half a million a year. Oh, of course you'd want to consider it. And we did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the situation. All right. 
What would you? What what would we do? Well, no, that's not the question. The question is, if we were brought on to help boost ratings. What would we do? Boost ratings. I can go back to bra and panty matches. Oh God. I'd say, look, I I'd say I it's this easy. I don't think. Wait, I, I don't think it'd fly these days, Steve. No, I got it. I got it here. I got it. This is what I do. This is my three-point plan. All right. I got a very good plan. Racing. All right. So here, here's what we do. All right. I would say, first off, what is the most, uh, what's the highest rated period of time that we've ever had television ratings? Attitude era. Okay. Write down the words attitude and era. We're going back to the attitude era. What defined the attitude era? Braun panty matches. So we got that. We got brawn panty matches. Um, over-sexualized characters. Smash TV. We bring back Vince Russo. I want Vince Russo to be my boss. What ideas do you have, Vince Russo? And he would say, look, bro. And that's, yeah, there you go. See? Lots of F. Russo. Braun panty matches. Bro. That's, that's. I see. I see. It, oh, this is your, it's more like three that, and a half points. Yeah, that's good. That's good. No, it's terrible. That's what you do. I cross all that out. You cross it out, really? Yeah. You swerve me. I did swerve you. I wouldn't be on board with that. You'd be going on your own. Fine. Bring back the ruthless aggression era. Blood, blood, blood and more blood, blood. And more blood. Yes. Anyways, that's it for the show. Yeah. Thanks so much for everybody for tuning in. Hope we didn't depress you too much. But right now, you we know, man, have... every once in a while, you need some catharsis, man. We are in the middle of a crisis of the WWE's constitution. You could call it a constitutional crisis, Larson. Yeah, or, or yeah. That's what we're in right now. Crisis of confidence as well. You call it that, too. A crisis of confidence for WWE, as in we have zero of it. But, hey, we're going to keep on covering WWE each and every week right here yeah, going in Yeah, there's, there's some good to be found. We, we like a lot of people. Oh, I still get a kick out of talking about WWE. I still love it. It's a lot of fun. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating because it can be so much better. It's it's frustrating because the talent, we really love the talent. Exactly. And it's like the the Luke Harper stuff is just beyond the The issue is is like Vince is leaving a lot of money on the table by just not doing this competently. He'd be making a ton of money if he was just like a competent promoter and business person, it seems like. He's good at running a YouTube channel. They have a really solid YouTube channel. Probably you know what YouTube is. Um, yeah, but he's good at it. I don't think he's the one doing it. He has a digital media team that's probably really good. What? Hey, listen, you got to get the good with the bad. Give him credit where credit's due. It's his company, his YouTube channel. If any department, he, the department he's probably least involved in is digital. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that explains their previews. Yeah. All right, thanks for watching. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. 
Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.